Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. The birthday of Chilean poet Pablo Neruda, born Ricardo Eliezer Neftali Reyes Bazo Alto in 1904. He would adopt the name Pablo Neruda first as a pen name and then later as his legal name. Neruda garnered the Nobel Prize uh, for Literature for his body of poetic writings uh, and is regarded by many as one of the great 20th century poets. A good deal of his work is lesser known in America, even so. In fact, one critic said of Neruda, no writer of world renown is perhaps so little known to North Americans as Chilean poet Pablo Neruda. Uh, one reason may be that though he was writing in the Western Hemisphere, Neruda was writing in Spanish. And so there are a number of European countries uh, where his work is more directly accessible. Uh, it's a treat and a pleasure to read Neruda even in translation, but not being uh, fluent in Spanish myself. I blame my high school Spanish teacher, but that's another story. Uh, it's I can only imagine uh, what I'm missing in translation. Neruda was a controversial figure. He's the target uh, still in Chile of many feminist protests because of uh, some of the way he chooses to talk about and describe women and his encounters with them. He was a member of the Chilean Communist Party. Uh, who had to flee his home country of Chile on at least one occasion because anti-communist uh, governments had come into power and were seeking him. Uh, in fact, it is largely believed that he was assassinated, uh, poisoned in the hospital by uh, just such a regime at the end of his life. Who can say? Uh, Naruto is best known for his odes and love poems. And we're going to read one of his odes today. It's called Ode to the Onion. And uh, in this poem, he joins uh, a great tradition of writers who praise the onion. It's the subject of uh, European folk tales. Uh, Dostoevsky makes reference to it in a few of his works of the old woman who uh, was cruel and selfish and stingy, uh, but one day threw an onion at a beggar who had come uh, to her door asking for alms or food. And at the end of her life, she was thrown into the lake of fire, but God permitted that an angel could come down and hold out to her the single onion, the one decent act uh, she ever committed in her life. And if she could cling to that onion uh, as the angel lifted her out of the lake of fire, uh, she would be permitted to enter into heaven. And one of my favorite writers, Robert Farrar Capon, uh, in his book, The Supper of the Lamb, uh, describes a long 
uh, encounter with an onion in which you sit and devote uh, a good 60 minutes of time to uh, slowly and carefully cutting open and observing the beauties of the onion. He says that when you do this, the two of you sit here in mutual confrontation. And together with the knife, the board, table, and chair, you are the constituents of a place in the highest sense of the word. You begin to note that the onion is a thing, a being, just as you are. This is a session, a meeting, a society of things. The uniqueness, the placiness of place derives not from abstractions like location, but from confrontations like man-onion. He goes on to say, erring theologians have strayed to their graves without learning what you have come upon. They have insisted, for example, that heaven is no place because it could not be defined in terms of spatial coordinates. They have written off man's eternal habitation as a state of mind. But look what your onion has done for you. It has given you back the possibility of heaven as a place without encumbering you with the irrelevancy of location. So uh, Capon's prose ode to the onion here as this concrete thing uh, that can open up vistas of theological imagination for you. Neruda does something similar, uh, though with a less overt uh, theological verve. Neruda always reminds me of one of those characters you might meet in the early circles of Dante's Inferno. Uh, Neruda is a great lover, uh, but his love is inordinate and disordered. Many of his love poems and odes are based on uh, a personal history full of many, many, many love affairs, and uh, some of uh, his poetry is uh, rather uh, vivid and uh, sensual, and he makes no effort to uh, to disguise uh, that fact. But what even Dante appreciates about these uh, forlorn lovers, these damned lovers, is that uh, they are uh, they're doing the right thing in the wrong direction. He has far less tolerance for the liars and the cheats and the betrayers uh, because there's no, there's nothing redeemable about the instinct to betray, but the instinct to love is the greatest instinct uh, a person can possess. And so Neruda here in this ode uh, is doing both what the ode always does, praise something, uh, and what Neruda himself cannot help but doing, and that is to love something. And uh, hopefully he will help us love it too, especially this unsung uh, treasure of the earth that is often not loved enough. It is a rather long poem, or longer than poems tend to be, and I've already rambled on a little bit here. So we're going to change up the structure just a bit, uh, and I'm going to read the poem once through without further comment. So uh, enjoy the sensual details, uh, and may you come away uh, eager to read more of Neruda's poetry and uh, eager to cook an onion today. Here is Pablo Neruda's Ode to the Onion. Onion, luminous flask, your beauty formed petal by petal 
crystal scales expanded you, and in the secrecy of the dark earth, your belly grew round with dew. Under the earth, the miracle happened, and when your clumsy green stem appeared, and your leaves were born like swords in the garden, the earth heaped up her power, showing your naked transparency, and as the remote sea is lift in lifting the breasts of Aphrodite, duplicated the magnolia, so did the earth make you, Onion, clear as a planet and destined to shine, constant constellation, round rows of water upon the table of the poor. Generously, you undo your globe of freshness in the fervent consummation of the cooking pot, and the crystal shred in the flaming heat of the oil is transformed into a curled golden feather. Then, too, I will recall how fertile is your influence on the love of the salad, and it seems that the sky contributes by giving you the shape of hailstones to celebrate your chopped brightness on the hemispheres of a tomato. But within reach of the hands of the common people, sprinkled with oil, dusted with a bit of salt, you kill the hunger of the day laborer on his hard path. Star of the poor, fairy godmother, wrapped in delicate paper, you rise from the ground eternal, whole, pure, like an astral seed, and when the kitchen knife cuts you, there arises the only tear without sorrow. You make us cry without hurting us. I have praised everything that exists, but to me, Onion, you are more beautiful than a bird of dazzling feathers. You are, to my eyes, a heavenly globe, a platinum goblet, an unmoving dance of the snowy anemone, and the fragrance of the earth lives in your crystalline nature. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.